kick off this thing, we, uh, this, this series, you know, well, Scripture says this. If we could put Acts 17, 28, we'll go ahead and get into, get into our message. And it says, for in him, this is in Christ, we live and move and exist. So uh, in Christ, we are taken uh, where we could never go on by ourselves but in, unless we, it's, it's a huge life. It's a life that is uh, abundant. It's a life that is, is matchless in significance and fulfillment. It's a life of transformation. But unless we actually seek the agenda of God, we can't really move and exist with him. So he does all the hard work, right? All we have to do is listen and follow. This is the awesome thing. Now, even if we... Yeah, so we can do it, and we can do it kind of, sort of, but you know what? The abundant life that Jesus has for his followers, you and I, isn't uh, an abundant life, sort of, kind of thing. When we are looking for healing, it isn't a, uh, we don't look for healing, sort of. We don't look for redemption or salvation, sort of. We don't look for reconciliation, um, reconciliation, all these things. We don't look for them, sort of. And hearing God's voice and just moving with him is really the way to do it. And if you want to think about it, that, that almighty God, the one who created the heavens, that holds the universe in the span of his hands, loves to have relationship and communion with us and loves to have conversation. And the cool thing is, the thing I, one of the things I love about God is you know that he wants us to know what he wants us to know. And he gives us everything possible to do it. And this is what this whole series is really about. Now, sometimes when we talk about hearing the voice of God, all sorts of things can come up. And you may have heard that only super spiritual people, only people that are trained and have collars or have initials before their names and after their names are the ones that get to hear from God. But I want to tell you, that's not biblical. There's a whole different thing, and you may disagree right now, but I guarantee you at the end of a few weeks, you'll be seeing it in a whole different light. Some say that it's arrogant to say that you've, that you've heard from the voice of God. Some say that it's too dangerous when people start saying that they've heard from the voice of God. But I want to tell you that nobody has really sought God and done anything under that pretense that, that weren't hearing from the voice of God. We know that there'll be a lot of converts at the end here. You may be thinking like everybody else might be able to do it, but I just, I'm having trouble lately. Well, we're going to give you some tools over the next few weeks so that in these times when it does become difficult at times to, to hear God, you'll know exactly what to do. And, and today's kind of first tool that we're putting in the tool bag is uh, one word. In fact, I think we're going to hear profound today. And some are even going to, yeah, some of you are going to hear profoundly today. Uh, from God. And maybe, did you hear for, in worship? I heard in worship the whole entire time. It's so good to come and sing God's truths and God's words over uh, each other. So, and this time of year, we talked to, Taylor even talked about New Year's resolutions. And sometimes we think that it's futile to have New Year's resolutions. And, and sometimes we just think, like, who can make it through the whole year? So we had some of you have already had New Year's resolutions. What I want to know is who already made it back into the chocolate, right? Maybe it was you purposed that you were going to go start working out. You were going to get up early every day, and, but uh, that particular day, 
you just decided to crawl back into bed and go to sleep, right? And now that makes 732 days in a row, <laughs> right? So, but I want to tell you that you will, but having resolutions, having goals and, and plans that are formed with God, listening to God's voice, will actually help us to grow stronger and faster in the Lord because it makes us more apt to seek His plans and His purposes for our life. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And so this first tool that we're going to talk about, Tia talked about it, is the one word. Did everybody get a one word uh, card this morning? You got them because I want you to hold on to them and, and uh, be ready to go. So I want to tell you a story. About three years ago, I personally was at, at a crossroads. It really wasn't a horrible thing uh, at all, but uh, I had started a, a ministry in a, in a poor neighborhood, my wife and I. We had a house church going, and, and both of them, we really loved what we were doing, and they were both growing, uh, sort of, uh, to a degree. But each month that went by, each year, we got a little bit better than uh, the time before. But I had an opportunity to meet with a, a coach that coached pastors that had launched churches, so it was a whole free day. It was I had to get to Nashville, but I was going to tell you what, I was going to take advantage of it all the way. So I went there. We, we spent uh, many, many hours together. We did an assessment thing. We had discussion. We had a meal. And at the end, he says, okay, I think I've, I, I've got this thing figured out. And he said, I, I have a, a word for you. And I'm like, great. I've been taking notes all day. And I'm thinking, okay, he's got a word for me. So this is going to be a message of, of prophecy or a word of knowledge, a, a message of wisdom, something like that. Or maybe like Isaiah, when he rolled it out, man, it, it fit on a big old scroll, right? So I'm thinking this is going to be profound. And it, and it was, but all he said is one word. He goes, I got one word, and it's focus. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's pretty good. When, when he said he had a word for me, he meant he had one word for me. So I wrote it down, and I thought, well, I don't know if this is all that significant. But he told me, he said, you know, you're going to have to make a choice. You're either going to have to, the way I see it, you're going to have to pastor a local church, or you're going to have to help lead this uh, movement this, uh, that takes care of at-risk kids in a, in a trailer park. So I went home and, and prayed over this thing, and I was, like, in some ways totally confused. But I thought, hey, even if it is just one single word, if it's from God, it's going to be good. It's worth uh, meditating on. It's, it's worth, uh, you know, putting it as a lens to look at uh, my ministry and, and my life. And six months later, I decided to, we decided to roll off the outreach ministry, which is known as uh, Caterpillar Ministries. Um, we did that. It's its own 501c3. And at that point, we just saw kind of both ministries, the local church, New Song Church. If you were here three years ago, you know exactly, you know, when there was like 30 of us, 40 of us, you know exactly what I mean. Uh, but both ministries really exploded in terms of impact and in terms of numbers, impact being the, the one that's uh, what we're really looking at, fruit. So, um, but it was great. So it was that one word that I began to make decisions on, and it affected all of my life. And really, by the time I looked at it, after six months, I can tell you that it, uh, it was almost like I was a completely different person, a different le leader um, on it. And what I found out, and this is the value of, 
of one word is that instead of trying to get, you, you can get overwhelmed by lists of things that you're supposed to do and not to do. But the beauty of one word is that it takes this thing and it just, and the more intensely you focus on the one word, I want to tell you that the more you shrink in on it, the more it expands your life. The further and the greater that you can increase in walking in the plans and purposes of God. So it doesn't seem to make sense, but this is what I'm telling you. That if the more that you focus down, the greater you'll expand, the more that you'll grow and be, uh, have the ability to be all that God made you to be. Amen. We've got a couple photographers. It's kind of like this. A couple photographers in here. Uh, Leif that was on guitar and his Jim. Are you, are you in the back? These guys are amazing. I love watching their Facebook posts. Me, I'm still on the iPhone. It's blurry shots. Always like, I don't know, without software, I, I probably couldn't do anything. But uh, for these guys, it's amazing. They take, they stand in a mountain or they stand in front of a lake or stand at the shore and they take pictures. And it's just like, how did you see that? Like, what is happening? But here's the thing that they can do. They can take a tripod like this and they can shoot it at a particular uh, point out there. And depending on if they focus it at, at 10 feet or if they focus it at 10 inches or if they focus it at uh, 100 yards or half a mile out, you know, that they get a totally different perspective as they're locking down there. And if they take and focus when Leif focuses on a leaf uh, 100 yards out there, all of a sudden, you know, the leaf is just like brought, you know, crystal clear. But everything else around it is just kind of blurred and fades away. If you guys, I mean, if you've taken photography, this is like a duh. I know you know it, but, but, but that's, that's what I can see. And this is what one word does for us. It takes us, what we're seeing like this laid before us in our life, and it just helps us focus on one part so that we can have the perspective that God wants us to have um, on life. Now let's look at this one word or this one idea, this one thought, this one uh, focus, so to speak, uh, that's in Scripture. In Psalm 27.4, it says this, The one thing... I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, right, this is his one word, this is his focus, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. So what, what would be a one word out of here? It might be uh, ask, it might be live, it might be house, it might be delighting, uh, it could be uh, intimacy with the Lord. Luke 18.22 says this, when Jesus heard his answer, he said, there is still one thing you haven't done. Sell all of your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. So we can see here that this person's word, you're reading this scripture, it might be what? Generosity might be uh, the word that you would hear or follow, I don't know. Uh, Philippians 3.13 says, and this is Paul uh, uh, writing, the Apostle Paul. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. So what possibly, what would be one word you could pull out of that scripture? What words? Future. What about Forgiveness. You know, forgetting what's happened in the past. <clears throat> what about forgetting about the person that we were before we were saved, before we were redeemed? Forgetting about that guy, right? And looking forward to what lies ahead. 
But I, I really love one word because it causes us to seek God and to have uh, God's agenda set for our life. Because I want to tell you this, if, if we don't set the agenda for our life, somebody is going to come in and set it for you. And they may not be all that excited that you are trying to follow God with everything that you have. Helps to have an agenda. What if you're a young lady or a young guy? You're at work. You're at school. And this person's kind of been, you know they like you. They're coming down the hall. And uh, all of a sudden, they're there, and they say, hey, we're going to go to here, we're going to go there, and you can say what? Actually, I have an agenda already. I'm going to this place, I'm going to that place. We all have it happen. We get the phone call, like, oh, gosh, good. Okay, I can say, like, we are going here. You know, you don't want to make stuff up. That's not what this is about, right? Because then you have to go do it if you said it and you're a believer. But the point is, if somebody, like, surprises you, the same person, you don't see him coming, and all of a sudden, hey, we're going here, and if you delay, if you pause for, like, a half of a millisecond, it's like, great, I will see you there. And you're like, oh, yeah, like, you couldn't come up with the agenda fast enough. And then you're doing something that you want to, may not want to say yes to, and the same thing happens when the enemy comes and says, hey, I have something for you to do. I, want, I have something I want you to spend some time on. I want something that I want you, a lie that I want you to consider. You can say, no, not today. I've got an agenda. Right? Just like Nehemiah was up on the wall. That guy was single-minded. He had a, he had a focus on it. Maybe his word was wall. I, I don't know what it was. <clears throat> but when people tried to come up and try to distract him and call him down and tell him to come down off the wall, what was his response? Nope. Can't do it. I have an agenda. I'm working on God's stuff right here, and I don't have the time to come down and, 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 and mess with you guys. So it's just that it comes down. And sometimes, though, I want to tell you that even our own friends and family can unknowingly get us off track or, or dilute it down. So where do I find out? Why do I say that? Well, I was looking into the thing about the one thing, and I came across the story of Martha and Mary. You find that in, in Luke chapter 10, verse 42. Martha's complaining because Mary won't help her clean up. There's some guests coming over. Right? They want to impress. Jesus tells her this. There's, there's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it. She's gotten her, her one word. I don't know if it was for the year, but it was for the moment. And it will not be taken from her. So here is a Christian trying to talk her out of this one thing, this one thing. So it's good to, to focus in because if you have to, like, look at, you get a distraction, you have to look at, like, ten things that you're doing. But if it's just one thing, I tell you, the odds are going ha- to go way up that by the end of the year that this thing is really going to be transforming in our lives. So here's how we get there. So I hope you're convinced that, that there's, there's an advantage and there's something for you in the one word. Certainly there are a million ways to seek God, and we're going to take about seven weeks 
to go through how do you hear from God and give you all sorts of tools. So this isn't the only way, but because it's New Year's and because people have resolutions, we're saying, hey, this might be a better thing, right, than the whole New Year's resolution situation. So the first step in all of this is to prepare your heart. So the first step really is to get quiet. And many times the voice of God comes like a still, small voice. It comes like a whisper, right? Thus the name of Mark's book. It comes like a whisper, and it's just as easy to miss as it is to catch. So the main thing is we have to dial down the noise, where there's noise and confusion, and I'll just call it life clutter, that we have to replace it with a bit of solitude and silence. And I'm, I, I know if you're sitting here right now, you've got four kids, or you're taking 25, uh, uh, 25 units in college, or whatever it is, I know you're just thinking, oh my gosh, like this is impossible. I want to tell you it's difficult, but it is not impossible. I want to tell you that taking that time to stop and hear from God is essential if you want to, in Him, have your living and your moving and your being, your existence. I want to move with Him. You are going to have to take this time to be able to hear from God. We want to be known as a people, simply this. What are they about? They're about listening for the voice of the Lord and then doing whatever He says to do. And that's how they roll. That's their leadership style. That's their mission. That's their strategies. All of that is like God said it, so we do it. Amen? This is so. Uh, in Psalm 139, so this is preparing our hearts. 139, uh, you can read it, uh, the first three or four verses. But also in chapter 23, it says the same thing a little bit differently. But it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. If we let God examine our hearts, we will get clarity. I want to tell you, we've got some funky stuff in our hearts that we don't even know we have. Sometimes there's stuff that rises up in me, and I'm just like, I didn't even know I was capable of being that irresponsible. Is that okay to, like, admit that? I'm a pretty responsible guy. You guys know. <laughs> but sometimes I'm just like, I didn't know I was capable of saying something like that. So, it's the Spirit. It's God. Just open up and say, well, you search my heart. You know my ways. You know my anxious thoughts. The only way that we're going to be able to quiet down is when we have this anxiety. It creates such a static in our life that we can never listen to the degree that God wants us to listen. That So if we can live and, and move and exist in his will. So the first thing is we got to prepare our hearts. Uh, the next is we have to discover uh, your word. And the best way to do it is to start with prayer. I'm talking about simple conversation with God. Now, a lot of this, too, is you may be thinking, well, I don't know if the one word thing's going to work for me. And that's totally fine. Because the purpose of this one word isn't really so that everybody gets the card and puts it up on the wall, except I'm hoping a lot of you will get a word uh, from the Lord and you guys will come and pin it up on the, the one word uh, 2018 wall. The main purpose of this is so that you get involved in a process of getting into the presence of God, that you get in the, the, you get in the, to the habit of, of, of intimacy with the Father, of listening to His voice, to coming and sitting at his feet. That's where real transformation will take place. We're, if we're looking for 
fulfillment in life, if we're looking for significance, I want to tell you that it is found at the feet of Jesus. It is found in our listening and drawing close to him more than it is in our activities could ever do for us. So how do I start? I want to tell you, first of all, too, uh, there's a lot of material on the Internet. If you want to search just one word, Christian or something like that, there's a lot of how-tos. They even have examples of words. I'm not going to give you a bunch of examples of words, right, because I want you to discover this on your own. So you can find out different ways to get there. There's a few, but I thought these were the best questions uh, that I have, and this is part of my process. And one is, what do you want to do in me and through me this year? What do you want to do in me and through me this year? What area does God want to grab a hold of your life and transform it and use it for his glory? So these are two couple of questions. Uh, the other thing, and then just start writing these types of uh, things down. Another place to do it, and we did it this morning. We looked at scripture verses to try to draw one word, and, and sometimes that's the way to do it is you just go through a scripture verse that is seems very, very fresh to you. You see it in a new way, or maybe you've just never read that part of the Bible, and it just comes alive to you. The thing that I like to do whenever I'm reading the Bible for any reason is I like to circle certain key words as I go through it, and then later as I read through it, then I, then I really think on and dig a little bit deeper onto those words. I might do a, a word study, get a uh, concordance out, something like that. But here if you get these, and then pretty soon as you pray over these words, one is just going to begin to resonate, one in you. One is going to create an expectation and a peace and an excitement uh, in your life that the others just didn't. And you'll begin to see ways that uh, of things that this word might uh, cause you to change or, or things that this word might cause you to do that would be new and different uh, in, this, in this, uh, this year. So when you go through this process, anybody ever have a thing like, I, I'm, not, I'm not really sure if I'm hearing from God. I don't know if I, I want to be in God's will, but I don't know if I should choose this or if I should choose that. So how do we start? If we get, just got to get down to it, I want to tell you that uh, you make the final choice and you just make it by faith. The same way you got saved, same way you wake up every day, go to work, I got faith I'm going to get paid. All these things that we do by faith, we just do this one the same exact way. And here is the cool thing, what I'm saying. It's better to pick one word by faith and do something about it than to have a worry that you won't get anything and then to do nothing about everything. Right? Better to pick one word and do something about one thing than nothing about everything. I want to tell you, God is big and He's bigger than if you might choose the wrong word. You know that he can work all things together for the good. Now, this is kind of a, a scripture that we like to kind of chop right there. I mean, there's, there's some conditions to it. God is working all things together for the good for those that love him and are called according to his purposes. So those that are seeking the will of God, those that desire to move with him, he's going to work all things together for the good. You know, he can, even your, my biggest mess, your biggest mess, he can fix it. He can redeem it. He can use it for good. He can glorify himself. He can restore you. He can restore everybody else, that, anybody else in the picture that, you, that was damaged in the process, that this is it. 
So the third thing you got to do is once we, you, you find out, you narrow it down to a word. And if you need help, there's some people here that have, have done this. You know, I'm fairly new to the game, I, I guess. But there's plenty of people that you can sit with. But once you discover the word, it is time to live it out. And you've got to think that this one word is going to impact every aspect uh, of your life, physical, mental, emotional, uh, relational, financial, of course, spiritual is the main one. But again, it just provides a lens that we begin to see all of life. It is a light that will shine uh, for the way forward your path, and it will also be like a mirror in that it will help you see things in, in yourself that God wanted to show you through this one word. So that's as important to get. It is a light, and it will act as a mirror, but it will transform every part of your life. I want to tell you that your personality is going to change. Your spirituality is going to change. Your relationships are going to change. Your ministry is going to change. Your calendar is going to change. Your actions are going to change. Your words are going to change if you will engage in this uh, one word. But the thing that we have to do to be able to live it out, and this is just a big suggestion, is do whatever it takes to keep this thing in front of you. I've got something that is right sitting just below uh, the mirror in uh, my bathroom, right above the sink. In fact, it's all splashed up. You can hardly read it. It's all messed up. But I, I know what it says by now. But it's always there to remind you. You might put it on a dashboard. You might get your one word. You might put it on scripture. We're inviting you to go ahead and tell everybody about it. I've already put my one word and put it out there on a clothespin on those lines. You'll see the sign. And I encourage you guys on this. There's even a little cheat sheet on the that sounds wrong. Uh, how about a crib note? Where do they get crib notes anyway? Does anybody know? Doesn't matter. Okay. So it's just a little condensed three-step thing what we had today. And I encourage you, you might have a word that you've already gotten for the word. I know I've seen some of your Facebook pages, been encouraged by the words that you have. I'm just like, yeah, go for it. I can totally see it. Like God would have lead that person to that word. Um, and I can actually anticipate the things that I'm going to see in each one of the people that I'm reading. I'm just like, whoa. I want to tell you, it just raises the whole excitement uh, of the thing. If I had to look at your whole list of the things you were going to try to do and things you were going to try not to do, it's like, you know, I'm falling asleep. I mean, I, I don't know. But the one word thing has just got us, has got me pumped. So you put on your screensaver, tell people right away so that they can for you along those lines, and they may also provide a little bit of accountability for you. So I'm going to invite the worship team uh, to come up, and as they do, uh, right where you're at, is there somebody, so Tia, what was your one word? Stand up and say it real loud. Peace. Peace. All right, anybody else have one word for 2018 already? What? Persevere. Awesome. See? Yes. Fuel. Woo. See, and you might have words that just mean something to you. I don't know. Peanut butter. Well, that's two words. Butter. Uh, but the whole idea, whatever you have, don't be, you know what? But I, I really want to encourage you not to grab somebody else's word. Now, it's quite possible there could be some duplicates because there are some good things, really, that uh, we should focus on. As believers, but who else has had a word or figure out that they had the one word for 2018? Yes. Susan, go ahead and stand up. Freedom, awesome. I see a hand in the back. 
Time. All right. Yes. Believe. Awesome. That was our word one year. Remember, we got artwork all over the place. Yes. Trust. Trust. <laughs> Excellent. Isn't this fun? I love this. Anybody here in this wing over here? Revive. All right. Overcome. Restore. Bless. Awesome. See, this is just awesome. Now, you guys have probably been doing it for like 20 years, and I know. You're probably going like, oh, my gosh. But I want to encourage you to do this. And the main thing, again, is uh, with this card, I want to encourage you, and you can bring it back next week. If you've got something right now, please pin it up out there. But, again, so part of this is, yes, we are looking for the one word, but this is not the, the, the real thing that we're after. What we're really after is for each of us to gain the habit, a, a lifestyle of seeking God and His will and getting into His presence. So that process, if I can just instill anything in any believer, I'll tell you, for there, that's where all of life becomes different. 